Hello, and welcome to the Psychedelic Psychiatrist Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the discussion around all aspects of psychedelic medicine. This is also a space that hosts conversations about impactful personal journeys and a way to decrease stigma around these molecules and share our experiences with one another. So get ready for some deep dives and fun times. I'm your host, Juan Pablo Galindo. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. This is part four of four, the final part of the series of conversations with Kyle Keller, uh, doing an overview of psychedelic therapy and having a balanced response to the cover story series on psychedelic therapy. This next part is important as we look into uh, the context and how this story was created and the major players that sponsored the cover story series um, and just having a conversation about that. All right. Hope you enjoy. So, so my grandma always used to tell me when you read the newspaper, the first thing you should do is look at the source of the newspaper, like who's publishing the newspaper. Um, you know, that there's a big difference between uh, watching CNN and watching Fox News, right? In terms of uh, pushing certain agendas, um, who is paying for everything, and what viewpoints they, they wish to express on, on their channels. And so one thing that Kyle brought up to me, which I think is super important to talk about, and I'll let him uh, delve into this, but when looking at the New York Magazine cover story podcast series that they did on psychedelic therapy, looking at who is partnering with this story and um, who is paying for uh, this story and actually who is reporting on the story. So yeah, Kyle, I didn't know if you wanted to take it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what I know is that Symposia is a huge part of it, right? Nonprofit organization. It's kind of a watchdog group for what's happening in the psychedelic space. Um, I know David Nichols is part of it, who's kind of a one of the main people at Symposia, and, and obviously others as well. Um, but I, I did check out, because I have OCD, I kind of obsessively looked at a lot of videos and a lot of um, resources and so on. And I, I may very well have a biased understanding or, like, I, I only got a small fraction of what's happening. But the vibe I got is that it's, it's very anti-capitalist, perspective and that's kind of the lens that they're looking through which is a critical theory anti-capitalist worldview and i do not um disagree with most of the the assumptions that they make i am certainly not a pro-capitalist however i am always skeptical of well as you know anybody Mm -hmm. but also um of people that critique but don't provide a better solution. And so I agree that I'm I'm terrified about what's happening in the psychedelic space and the, the world and the community. I think there's a ton of um, business sharks and venture capitalists and things like this that are 
potentially going to fuck a lot of things up mm. in the work that they do. However, um, I don't know. This is, I guess, this is the world that we live in, and I don't know what the better solution is. I think it's very easy to, easy to critique things and to have a quote-unquote anti-capitalist worldview than it is to propose, you know, a better solution to things. And I would go as far as suggesting that, you know, whatever um, proposition somebody might have would potentially land us in hot water in a, in a different way. Um, so, like I said, I listen to a lot of their podcasts, a lot of their conversations, and it's very uh, Foucault, like a Michelle Foucault, inspired which i've i've read all of his books um yeah for the listeners that don't know like who that is could you explain a little bit more yeah so Foucault was sort of a loosely a student of nietzsche and kind of deconstructing things he's considered one of the maybe the forefathers of postmodernism or something like that yeah so talking about how like kind of what I was referencing earlier, like what my profession as a social worker has to do with perpetuating the very issue that we're trying to solve. Foucault was looking at how these systems that might be considered liberal that are here to fix things are actually like furthering the problem that they're um, purporting to to solve. Um, Foucault was, yeah, I guess just like a, he deconstructed a lot of things. And I think it's, it is easier to deconstruct things than it is to construct them. And so I'm also a critic of capitalism and so on. However, I do not know what a better solution is. I am definitely not a Marxist, uh, like Stalinist Marxist or whatever the popular phrase is. I'm very concerned about things happening both on the, the extreme right and extreme left side of the political spectrum. Um, and it seems like Symposia falls on the kind of the extreme left. Um, And I'm not really sure what they stand for. I mean, I get that they have a lot to offer in the way of critique, um, but I am a little concerned about, you know, what what are they proposing in terms of the alternative solution that's actually going to work or be functional on such a scale. Um, I don't know if that... Yeah, but just to be clear, Symposia partnered with New York Magazine to create this podcast and one of the narrators Dave Nichols is part of Symposia yeah I think one of the founders of it okay so from their point of view they would not want FDA approval for MDMA to then be used in the capitalistic world it seems like from their perspective that medicalization itself is a horrible thing that this the Mm -hmm. medicine Mm -hmm. in general is a um i can't remember all the Foucault. i should have brushed up on Foucault, but (laughs) the medicine is like an apparatus of the state to exert control over people and to Mm. um like a a structure of power that's used to control and dominate people like and that psychedelics are going to be used in that same way they're going to be absorbed into the the capitalist system as an arm a destructive um imprisoning arm of the capitalist Mm, um, apparatus uh, if that makes sense so in it seems like in their mind there's no world there's no way in which 
this could go well. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think there's a ton of nuance and complexity with all of this shit. I share probably as much skepticism and critique as they do. It's just like I'm also confused as to what do you what do you do in this kind of world? Um, like where where do, what do we do then? Mm-hmm. Do we do nothing? What do I mean? It's happening anyway. Mm-hmm. And from I guess from my perspective as a clinician as somebody that also shares a lot of these values, I just want to do the best that I can in the domain that I have control over, which is very small, but it is what it is. And that's where I can try to operate and function. Um, but I think just tearing things apart is pretty easy. Um, figuring out what to put in their wake of deconstructing it is, Mm -hmm. uh, another, another question. So you're kind of saying like, from the podcast's point of view and from the cover story series in the way that uh, there was this kind of uh, like energy of wanting to tear down the psychedelic therapy system. Um, the, there's no, they're not offering uh, a different option or a different solution. And that it just, it's easy to tear it down. And it's a quite another thing to, try to build it up in a way that's uh like safe and um doesn't harm people but but again like you said that's not reality like we live in uh the mcdonald's burger king world of capitalism um and the venture capitalists yeah they they're coming into the psychedelic space but the way i see it is if if they're doing it and if there are people that are going into this for for the wrong reasons, then people like like you and I need to do this even more. Like people that yeah. um, respect the medicine, have the training, and value safety over anything in terms of this type of work. Uh, like we need to be in in the game too, or else um, then the nightmare of what you know the cover story. Um, creators are talking about like could very well like that could happen in some ways yeah absolutely yeah but again like speaking from from my opinion like the people that I've interacted in the psychedelic therapy world um, trained with been taught by been supervised by um, are amazing humans uh, and treat this very seriously and are, are great people. And um, also there's this notion that, that we'll keep each other in check um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is the people that I've met in this psychedelic space are really awesome, amazing people who have the, the patience best interest in safety at heart. And one of the other things that I've noticed is that this type of work is not something that goes without sacrifice. So the ability to hold space for someone in their most vulnerable and traumatic state takes a toll on us therapists, right? I guess it's not some easy thing um, where you go home at the end of the day and you're feeling uh, like great, and and so I'm saying that there's a lot of sacrifice that happens from our side that 
is for the interest of others and that people need to know that we're out here and that uh, the good apples outnumber the bad apples. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Would you like to say a prayer about that? (laughs) (laughs) In the name of Jesus. (laughs) In the name of Jesus. No, I think you're right. No, you're right. In the name of Albert Hoffman. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like doing the people are trying to do the best they can in this, like, fucking insane world that we live in, right? And, yeah, like, most of the clinicians and the psychotherapists and the psychiatrists are most are well-intentioned and also confronting the reality of the fucking everything that exists, mm-hmm. including capitalism and whatever. And I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's, uh, I think it's just like, you know, unfortunately or fortunately or whatever, it's just, it is what it is. This is where we live and exist. And, um, yeah. Yeah. But again, like most importantly, when like when we're talking about the the cover story series and discussing it, at the end of the day, like the people that shared their experiences and brought light to the dark side of of this type of work, I have so much respect for for them coming out and and being vulnerable and for taking a chance and for sharing their stories. And so in that way, I really appreciate them and acknowledge that that we need to do the best we can for that not to happen again yeah absolutely i I totally share that appreciation and think those stories are very important to elevate and for people to hear and for people in our field too who are sort of um pollyannish or quixotic or whatever about this work they really need to understand the the dark side or the shadow aspect of it and it, it does take a lot for people to be able to share those stories and we all need to stomach that and and uh, acknowledge it and realize how dangerous some of this stuff really is um and also try to do the best we can as individuals to make it you know the type of uh, profession that we think it should be while also understanding all of the limitations and contextual sort of issues that exist with it um and you know most of it i'm not happy with either in terms of how it what kind of world we live in or the the systems that it exists in but um it really it comes down to the people that do this work and making sure that we keep each other in check with what we do and um for those of us that are trying to do it the right way to ally with each other i think and protect against the really shitty stuff that can happen Mm. well said my friend yeah it's been so awesome having you uh, on this podcast with me kyle and um like what gives me hope is that that you are on my side like walking this journey and our cohort from cis the the goonies like they're with us and knowing that there's good people fighting the good fight is uh, what gives me hope. Yeah, likewise. And I really appreciate you and all that you do. Uh, likewise, my man. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say to the world out there? No, I think uh, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. All right, awesome. 
And that concludes the series with Kyle Keller. That was part four of four. Again, I really hoped you enjoyed the conversation. I really had an amazing time talking with him. He has a beautiful mind and love his skepticism, keeping us grounded in reality and having the best interest of this field in his heart. So again, Kyle, thank you so much, my man, and uh, hope to have plenty more conversations on here with you. I know a lot of people enjoyed hearing your take and your uh, thoughts on everything. Wonderful. So take care and I'll see you next time.